Welcome to the Productivities Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Barty, and this week, for this solo episode, it's fitting that I deliver this on uh, Sunday, because Sunday is the start of my week. I've always viewed it that way. I know that uh, I've had some people email me and contact me and say, hey, no, Monday's the start of the week, and you know... In a, you know, in the many worlds, that's why it's the start of the week. And there's lots of thoughts about that. I, the reason I start my week on a Sunday is that, you know, <laughs> in in certain times, it was a time where everybody was kind of taking the day off and I could focus on the week ahead. But now that time, uh, you know, for not just for me, but for a lot of people has become more fluid, that's changed. The idea of, of Sunday being the start of the week, you know, sometimes Sundays blend into you know, Mondays, et cetera, the days of the week blend together. We're, we're actually facing a long weekend this week, yet uh, does that even matter to a degree? So why am I titling this podcast Happy Days? It has to do with some of the stuff I've been consuming lately uh, and, and maybe the antithesis of both, like the idea of, of something cathartic that happens. So when all the days seem to be the same, it can be very challenging to uh, do new things surrounding those days. You you know you're trying to find some certainty and some routine in in days that are you know um, where where some routine has been disrupted. You know, going to work has been disrupted. Things like that. Your 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 usual regimen has been disrupted, and that regiment being disrupted probably led to what I ended up watching on television the other night. I recorded it because everybody else was watching TV. And again, that's the luxury of having a PVR. You should record things so that you can watch them when you want and you skip commercials if you don't want to listen to them, etc. And they had a tribute to Gary Marshall. Now, if you don't know who Gary Marshall is, he is somebody that I watched a lot growing up. And even until, you know, recently when he passed away a few years ago, but if you've seen the movie Pretty Woman, if you've seen, uh, you know, Happy Days, Mork and Mindy, uh, Gary Marshall's fingerprints are all over a lot of the television and and movies that we watched over the years. More so than, say, a, a Norman Lear, whose focus was primarily on, on um, television, Gary Marshall kind of went from television to movies. And Happy Days was one of the, the television shows that he founded. And he went to, to Hollywood, to Los Angeles, with the idea of wanting to be a writer. And he wrote for The Dick Van Dyke Show. And he wrote for Lucille Ball. And uh, this is back in the early ages of television. And then he actually was, a, I believe, the showrunner or producer for The Odd Couple, which was a Neil Simon play that now is being transferred to television. It's been remade a few times. But the 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 show that kind of moved him, propelled him from into into more of a creative force than he had ever been, at least in the spotlight, was Happy Days. He created the show. It was born from a television show where, as he put it, failed pilots go to die called Love American Style, which was a a show that had little, I wouldn't say vignettes, but one-offs uh, that they would present uh, in this in this on ABC. And it was, uh, as some of you may remember this. If you listen to this and you're old enough to remember this, you remember this show. I don't remember Love American Style. But 
uh, the idea was that you never really got to, the shows that were on there never really became anything else, except for Happy Days. Ron Howard, who you'd probably know from, uh, he directed the new Han Solo movies, more known as a director, not directed Splash, but he also is the narrator in Arrested Development. He's, you know, founder of Imagine. There's lots of things around. But Ron Howard, who was on the Andy Griffith show and uh, went to be on this 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 program, Love and, and Happy Days, from Love American Style, uh, he was Richie Cunningham in Happy Days. And most people know Happy Days from the Fonz, right? He, like, he was the breakout character. Happy Days for some people might be the, the the knowledge of it might be from the term jumping the shark because it came from that show Happy Days where the Fonz wearing his leather jacket um, water skied over a shark. And so the idea of Happy Days kind of slowly losing its, uh, its luster after that episode um, has now transcended in pop culture to mean that, you know, when something jumps the shark, it means it's not as popular. It means on the downturn, et cetera. Why am I talking about this right now? Well, the reason is the theme song and the idea behind what Happy Days was meant to be. And Gary Marshall said that he wanted to create a show that, and again, I'm paraphrasing here to a degree, but he wanted to create a show that basically said, wanted to go back, harken back to simpler times. To it, you know, it was it was during the 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 Vietnam War during, a, you know, the 70s where there was a lot of um, outrage. There was a lot of uh, protesting. There was, it was, the times were, there was a lot of unrest. And this idea of harkening back to the days of, you know, the 50s, you know, muscle cars, like all that stuff, fam- wholesome family stuff, that's what he wanted to build. And he made it with Happy Days. And if you watch that show even today, which you can, it's in syndication, there are some timeless lessons in Happy Days that you could apply today. And when I watched this documentary, it wasn't just about, you know, the shows that he made, but he, there were also talking heads interviews with people like Julia Roberts, Richard Gere, John Stamos, um, or Stamos, <laughs> uh, uh, gosh, uh, Hector Elizondo, like Julie Andrews. And the the idea behind it was that Julia Roberts made a point of saying, like, I learned from Happy Days how families, you know, the ideal family should, quote, operate, you know, like having family dinners together and things like that, um, because that didn't happen in her household from the sounds of it. And the, 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 the mother, I mean, basically, Happy Days was the mother, the father, the father and or the son and daughter and then this this Fonz who is like the friend that lived in the the garage or in the in the in the um the the suite that they had that's not unlike what we have now like some people have suites that people live in and things like that like there is this family dynamic that happens now but it just fascinates me to watch like some of the lessons some of the emotions some some of that stuff is just timeless so again I think about Books like How to Live on 24 Hours a Day by Arnold Bennett in my own work, where I look at some of the time management strategies that he employed over 100 years ago and how some of those things haven't changed, the timeless elements of it. I think about, uh, to get a bit more uh, topical, um, COVID-19's resemblance to what was going on during what was termed as the Spanish flu over 100 years ago and how what happened there, the idea of F. Scott Fitzgerald having a journal and talking to Ernest Hemingway and Fitzgerald having one viewpoint about the flu 
the Spanish flu and Hemingway having another. We're seeing that dynamic playing out on social media and we're seeing that those dynamics playing out in public. And there's just some things that are cyclical, things that are timeless, things that, that those lessons can be applied throughout. So when I look at the idea of happy days, there's one thing that's, there's two things that are common there and, and combined, they're pretty amazing. We want to be happy throughout our days. Days exist and we want them to be happy. And that can be a struggle when we have uncertainty, when we try to do more in a day than we can possibly accomplish in a day. And I think what can happen is a day that would be happy ends up not being happy because we try to cram it with too many things and we become overwhelmed. And, uh, you know, doing a lot of things is not necessarily the equivalent of having a happy day. I've been gardening lately. It's part of my monthly theme, which was nutrition. And I shifted it to gardening because eating healthy during this time has been challenging. So, I've been getting outside, gardening, doing things like that, making, you know, learning more about that stuff. And then I realized that the byproduct of that will probably be healthy eating because I'm growing food and stuff. But when I was outside in the garden, getting my hands dirty, learning more about like, you know, what suckers are on a, on a tomato plant and how we should really get rid of this Japanese barberry bush that was put in by a gardener a few years ago, because while it keeps deers away from that garden, that also apparently harbors Lyme disease and that the, the, there is a greater chance of Lyme disease. Plus it's thorny. I don't want that in there. I have had some really happy days doing things, doing fewer things and, and, and delivering on those things as opposed to shipping a whole bunch of things consistently over, over, uh, you know, over a multiple amount of days or, or, in one day. And this may sound rambly and that's fine. Um, but I think even in times of uncertainty and when, yes, I mean, tragedy is, is happening and we all still want just happy days. And if we can find a way to make those happen more often, then we're going to be more productive. We're going to do more of the right things when we are happy because we are <laughs> ultimately what makes us happy over the long term. Let's be clear because there are some differences and I'm going to get to those in a little bit. What makes us happy, it, it, that's ultimately, you know, when you think about it, like, you know, being happy is productive. You know, doing what you can to be happy. And I'm not going to get into the uh, thoughts around, uh, you know, depression and things like that. And I know that there's a lot of science, but I, I'm not at all qualified to talk about that. Uh, and, and, but what I will say is that getting outside for me has made me happy. Reading more has made me happy. Watching that documentary makes me happy. Things that don't make me happy, uh, not living up to my obligations. So then I ask why. I don't really have to ask why when things make me happy. When I put in my journal that I had a happy day, I can write about that. And, and it, it, actually, I, I can write about it for an extended period of time, but I don't really need to because it's just there. When I, when I have days that 
things that don't make me happy or talk about things that I, I like to explore. I like to dig into those because I want to make sure that I can understand how to either turn that around so that I'm happier about doing them or that I can avoid doing them altogether. When I overcommit to things, I'm not happy. And I can fool myself into thinking that time crafting and the methodologies of time crafting can help with that. And they do, they do make no mistake. They do. But every, um, I was watching, a, a again, speaking of watching green lantern. You, if you've followed my work for a while, you know, that there's green lantern is one of my biggest things. And there's a, there's a movie called first flight, which is way better than the actual live action movie. And Sinestro, who's the enemy of green lantern creates a weapon to defeat the green lantern Corps. And the people that make the weapon said, this weapon is perfect except for one flaw. And they said, the flaw that is in every weapon, it's user. And I think that that's when when a, a framework like time crafting or getting things done or anything that you're trying to, uh, you know, uh, any kind of methodology or philosophy or whatever, the flaw is often not in the methodology itself. It's often in the user <laughs> apps. They fall into the same category. The idea of using words. Um, I talk about the idea of shipping versus delivering, right? And Seth Godin talks about shipping and I don't like that term so much. I talk about delivering and I actually do want to talk a bit about shipping. Uh, I do want to talk about that. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. But first, I want to talk about our sponsor for this episode, Shippo. Now, for e-commerce businesses, shipping in two days or less is the new standard. As a growing business, how can you keep up? Well, you want to check out Shippo. It's your business's new secret weapon. Shippo is the only shipping software for growing businesses that you can start today set up in minutes and then ship today. Because they ship hundreds of millions of packages, Shippo's volume discounts save you up to 99% off carrier rates. You just simply connect your online store to Shippo. There's no coding or technical expertise required. They'll instantly identify the lowest shipping rates from 55 plus top global carriers like UPS, USPS, FedEx, and DHL. Your orders are automatically pulled in and ready to go. Just click, print, and ship. Plus, automated return labels are free. You only pay if your customers use them. Companies that use Shippo save thousands of dollars, free up hours of valuable time, and on average grow 77% year over year. I'm excited about what Shippo has to offer because I'm going to be doing some physical products. I've been working with this with my designer and I've got t-shirts and caps and mugs and all that kind of stuff. And once Shippo came along, I said, I gotta check this out. So I'm gonna share with you how that looks once I've started to put that stuff together, 
this kind of stuff takes some time, unlike Shippo, which takes no time at all to set up. Now, for listeners of the Productivities Podcast, Shippo is offering their best discount available anywhere. Get a shipping consultation and Shippo Pro Plan six-month trial for free at goshippo.com slash timecrafting. That's up to a $700 value for free at goshippo.com slash timecrafting. So go right now and get your shipping consultation and Shippo Pro Plan six-month trial for free at goshippo.com slash timecrafting. I'm really, really happy that Shippo decided to be a sponsor of the Productivities Podcast and want to thank them. And now let's get back to what I was talking about. I think, I believe, that when you put yourself in the right position to have happy days, and if you think about the song, Happy Days, Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. Saturday, what a day. Grooving all week with you. Man, and the song is catchy, if you think about it. But that's what we should be striving for. I, you know, and, and whatever you can do to make that happen, do it. Because ultimately, Gary Marshall's message was to... First off, he said, your personal life is way more important than your professional life. And I'm seeing that more now than ever before. As I get older, as I'm in the situation where my family's around, and it's hard, make no mistake, it's hard. When you work from home and, or when you, when you, when you identify a lot with what you do, and a lot of people do, and I'm no different in, in that respect, and that is being encroached upon or taken away, you need to find something else. And it's hard to make a, you know, a, a turn, a 180 or a 90 or whatever, shift away to something different. Like gardening. Like, I mean, again, there are times where I want to spend time doing my work and writing and I'm doing that stuff at night and then my kids are up and they want to play and I, my son especially. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm just, I have to, that takes effort. That takes work sometimes. And honestly, when I'm in it, I'm happy. It's the getting there. And I think that's that's the, the challenging part for me. It might be the challenging part for you too. So about shipping. All right. So the one thing that can happen for me, and I'm shifting gears a bit, but if I want to deliver happy days and ship myself happy days, then I need to put myself in a perspective tool to, to make that happen. So I need to change my mentality, like I was saying about the other stuff, about you know work and, and home life. You need to kind of shift perspective. I've talked about theming your days before. That can help, right? And, and working by modality certainly can help as well. But sometimes you need to forego your beliefs or your, your, your standards uh, to test the waters and to get things moving forward. So the idea of, I was having a call with, with some of my, my colleagues and, and I told them what was going on with coaching and things like that. There's lots of things that are different in most people's businesses right now. And it was suggested, Hey, why don't you try this instead? And or try this. And I'm very much in the mode of let's optimize and maintain, optimize and maintain, not create too much new, just the podcasts, figure out and, and just doing a lot of planning. But here's the thing is that's not going to, I mean, that's not going to take me as far as making. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about making and I have my making time 
and I haven't been utilizing that. And so delivering to me is something special, something amazing, like delivering a book, that book. I want to deliver that. I don't want to just ship it. Something I'm already doing, which is coaching, and I have this prudent productivity practice that I'm working on, that's something I can ship. I can turn that around in 24 hours. I just need to do it. I just need to make it, right? At the end of that, I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy doing it at the time because it's not my idea of how I want to do it. I want to deliver it. I just don't want to ship it. It's when you get into the thing, then the happiness starts to build. And I think that that for me, the biggest way that, that I can find a way to, to make my days happy is to, again, not necessarily make due dates the top of the line things that I work on, but they need to be there. I think they need to be there for everybody. The tricky part is finding the balance or the harmony between due dates and like working on things proactively. So what I've been doing is I've been leaving due dates for those things that I know I can ship quickly and then getting the momentum behind those. And this is a trick you might want to try. You may already be doing this to a degree. And then using that momentum to deliver the bigger things. So if I'm going to ship uh, social media posts, right? That's something I can do quickly, but then I can deliver bigger things. This podcast is more of a delivery than a ship, right? Things like that. And there's ways that you can ship that are amazing. I mean, I just talked about that not too long ago during the ad break, right? So there are ways that you can reconcile that. But I just wanted to, to ultimately the message of, of this episode, and I know it's been a bit rambly. Um, maybe it's a bit of cabin fever. Maybe it's the lack of, of, of communication. Maybe it's the la- Maybe this is shipped. Maybe for, for you, this might feel like it's shipped. I don't know. But I know I watched that Gary Marshall special, and that song, Happy Days, just kept resonating in my head. It just kept, and, and so simple. Just work towards having a happy day. And lately in my journal entries, the question hasn't been, did you follow today's theme? Did you do this? Theming has been helpful because time is blending together. Sure, all that stuff. But I've asked myself, did I have a happy day? Maybe it just boils down to that. I was on a podcast uh, uh, not too long ago, interviewed for a podcast. And uh, the question I was asked was, if, if I could do anything with no tech, no money, no object, but what would you do? I said, I would travel somewhere warm and spend time with my family. And the host said, simple. I like that. One of the other answers before I wound and wound and wound around it. And then I said, well, maybe this is just what it should be. And simple scales, simplicity scales. So Striving for a productive day, I'm not going to say isn't important. You have to decide what productivity means to you. And if you've been listening to my work long enough, you know what productivity means to me. But today I added, I'm maybe sharing a layer with you saying, you know, is what does productivity mean? Is, did I have a happy day? Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I know this was a, these solo episodes are a bit different, but I'm enjoying doing them. If you're enjoying them, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, email me at podcast at productivityist.com if you're interested. There's no contact uh, form on my website per se. You can go to the contact page at productivityist.com slash contact. 
and you can contact me there as well. But directly use that email address, podcast at productivityist.com. If you, if you want to give the show a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this show, I'd love for you to do that. Um, feedback's always appreciated. You know, I, I would love to hear what you think uh, about both the shows where I talk to someone and just the shows where I talk to you. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivity Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing, start going, and have happy days.